Hello, if we've not met before, my name is Pete Hughes, together with my wife B. We lead the church here at KXC. So if this is your first time with us, then a massive, massive welcome to you. Hope you've had an amazing Christmas and are getting ready for New Year celebrations that will look very different to how we normally celebrate the New Year. So today's talk is going to feel fairly different. It's going to feel more like a reflection. And the point of today is for us to process together in conversation with God 2020. We're going to look back. And I know some of you will be thinking, right, as I cross the threshold from 20 to 21, I'm going to close the door behind me. I'm going to lock the door. I'm going to throw away the key. I don't want to ever talk about 2020 again. That's how many of us are feeling. And yet we know the reality is that the healthy thing to do is to look back and reflect. How have I been formed in the course of this year? There's been so many challenges. There's been so many rough moments in the year. How is that for me? And how can I use those moments to invite the spirit in to form me into the likeness of Jesus? I read this this last week, which I found helpful. Trauma in a person decontextualized over time looks like personality. Trauma in a family decontextualized over time looks like family traits. Trauma in a people decontextualized over time looks like culture. This is a moment of cultural formation. We've been through a wilderness, an incredibly challenging season. We felt it individually, we felt it collectively, and we have been formed. But this moment presents an opportunity. Are we going to allow some of that trauma um, to become uh, a vehicle for us being formed more into the likeness of Jesus? In other words, transformation into his likeness. Or is it going to be a vehicle that deforms us, that, that causes an unraveling? Now, how do we actually participate in what Jesus is doing? Because of the pressures of this last year, we've been stretched and pulled in different directions and we've ended up in a different shape. I've put on a few pounds, you know, slightly different shape, but emotionally, spiritually, mentally, we've taken on a different shape. Now, you can be passive in that journey. Be like, okay, I'll roll with the punches, you know, whichever shape I take, yeah, fine. You can be passive or you can actually participate in the work of the Spirit because what the Spirit wants to do is, is take the good, the bad, and the ugly and use it as a vehicle to transform us, to redeem us um, and to form us into the likeness of Jesus. So how do we journey from passivity to participation in the work of the Spirit? Now, key part of that journey is reflection. Socrates once said that the unexamined life isn't worth living. We, we live at such a pace that we don't actually process the year and all that's gone on and we just take on whatever shape that we take on and yet that life is dangerous because we end up becoming people that we resent but as we actually reflect on the year and invite God into it he forms us into the people that he desires us to be and that is a beautiful journey. So we're going to create some space for us to express what's going on beneath the surface in our inner life. The other, you know, route is to suppress, which means to push down all these emotions and these desires and stuff going on within. We're like, get down, get down. Um, But when you suppress, you end up building up these sedimentary layers within your soul that block the flow of the spirit. 
and they rob us of joy and fullness and the sense of like true life. So when we don't suppress, but actually express it to God, you know, even in sort of like lament and sort of like groans and, and moans, you know, to God, actually, as we express it, that's part of our worship. And it sort of unclogs the soul and enables the life of the spirit to flow. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to use an ancient tool. It's called the prayer of examine rooted in Ignatian spirituality. There's four steps. Um, helpfully, they begin with R, or at least in this kind of like way of um, talking about it, they do. We're going to remember, we're going to rejoice, we're going to repent, and we are going to reset. So we're going to remember the year. We're going to look at the good and rejoice. Thank God for his faithfulness. We're going to repent for the mistakes, the mess that we've made, but also we're going to turn towards God in our brokenness and pain. And then we're going to reset as we prepare for a new year and the new thing that God wants to do in 21. So that's the journey we're going to go on. You're going to need a pen and a piece of paper. We're going to use that as a vehicle for expressing our interior life. We're going to put on some background music because how can you do reflection without background music? It's like having a, a massage without whale music in the background. You can't do that. So we're going to put a bit of background music on um, as we create space just for thinking, pausing, praying and expressing ourselves to God in worship. So we're going to journey through these four hours. Let's start with remember. Listen to these words then. This is Psalm 5. Listen God, please pay attention. Can you make sense of these ramblings, my groans and cries? King God, I need your help. Every morning you'll hear me at it again. Every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on your altar and watch for your fire to descend. That's what we're going to do. Just lay out the pieces of our lives of 2020 onto God's altar. And we're going to ask, Lord, would your fire descend? This is another example. Psalm 38, message translation. What I do, God, is I wait for you. To reflect well, you have to slow down, stop, breathe, and invite God into that moment and just wait for him. I'm going to wait for you. Wait for my Lord, my God. You will answer. I will wait and pray so they won't laugh me off, won't smugly strut off when I stumble. He's talking about his enemies. I'm on the edge of losing it. We've all experienced that in 2020. The pain in my gut keeps burning. I'm ready to tell my story of failure. I'm no longer smug in my sin. There's something about remembering where we remember the good and we rejoice and celebrate, but, but we get to the point where we're ready to tell our story of failure. In other words, we're, we're ready to own our own brokenness and we're ready to acknowledge that we are lost. That's the key part in the journey of, of being found is to recognize I'm lost. Someone needs to find me. And when we acknowledge our story of failure and our brokenness and we turn towards God and say, I need rescuing. He comes as a rescuer. His arm is not too short to say. So how are we going to do the remembering? Well, I want you to do a little timeline like this. Um, on the left side of your page, it will say January 20. On the right side of the page, it will say December 20. And there's a line that goes across. And then basically plot out the positive experiences, like the breakthroughs, the answers to prayer, the high points. There might not be loads of them in this last year. But above the line, all the good things that happened that point to God's faithfulness. And below the line are the moments of desolation, the moments of despair. Homeschooling was one for me. You'll have your own examples. You're like, oh, that was right. 
rough, that stretched me to my limit. Oh, that conversation, that episode, yep, that's part of the story of my failure. And just put it below the line. Now, at this stage, we're not really examining each moment in great detail. We're just naming them. That was a great moment. That was really rough. And just begin to plot out the year. I'm only going to give you three or four minutes for this. If you want to take more time, um, whenever you have a moment to, that would be a great exercise. But in the next three or four minutes, with some background music, I invite the presence of God to come. Just begin to plot out your year. Holy Spirit, come and just would you enable us to call to mind um, the moments of 2020 that have been formational within our lives. Spirit, would you come as we lay out this year on your altar? Would you come and descend by fire? Amen. So why don't we begin just to plot out 2020. Your reason. 
Amazing. So what we're going to do now then is we're going to create some space for rejoicing, for celebration. Um, and we're going to celebrate even in the midst of the challenge, even in the midst of the crisis. The COVID crisis, you know, we're not through it yet. So even in the midst of it, we're going to rejoice. And we're going to recognize God's hand has been at work in our lives, in the mess, but also in the breakthroughs. This is Philippians chapter four, as Paul reminds us, and he's writing to a church that are going through deep crisis, persecution and struggle. And Philippians is known as the epistle of joy, which is ironic because Paul's writing it from prison to a people suffering heavy, heavy persecution. And he says, look, the key theme I want you to grab your, you know, grab hold of is joy. Amazing. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It starts in gratitude. That, that creates this path towards peace. Because when we say, God, I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to recognize you are the source of every good and perfect gift in my life that gratitude that mindset mindset connects us with our God and when we're connected with him we experience his peace that passes all understanding so let's just take a look at our timeline and why don't we just again give you a minute for this just begin to thank God for his faithfulness thank God for how he's been at work in your life weaving a tapestry of redemption transforming the ugly stuff into something beauty because that's what Jesus does he brings beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair so why don't we actually begin to thank God for where he's done that in our lives I'm going to give you a minute um, just to say thanks to God as we rejoice in his work in his activity throughout 2020 
amazing. Okay, now gear change. We're gonna move towards repentance and we're gonna primarily focus on the stuff beneath the line. Now there's two aspects of repentance. Repentance from this Greek word metanoia, meaning to, to turn around. In other words, to turn towards Jesus. Um, so there's two things. One is confession of sin, and that's what people normally think of when they talk about repentance. Is like, oh, I screwed up. I said this to whoever. Um, I did this, and I shouldn't have done that. And and that's a key part of repentance. And we know that it says in God's word that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the amazing message of the gospel. That because of the cross, our sin can be set separated from us as far as the east is from the west it can be separated in a heartbeat at that point of confession so we don't need to carry around this weight of oh i screwed up i hurt this person i did that we don't have to carry that we confess it he forgives us and he brings liberty to us so we're going to confess our sins but also there's a deeper sense in which repentance means to turn towards god in our disappointments in our despair in our anxiety we basically say i can't save my myself um, and there's no other place I can turn to bring redemption so what I'm going to do in this area of anxiety I'm just going to bring it towards Jesus I'm going to turn towards Jesus I'm going to present it at his feet cast all your anxieties onto him because he cares for you so it's not just about confession of sin where you're feeling stuff rather than taking it to a tub of ice cream or to whoever it might be or to you know just open up a bottle of wine or bury yourself in another Netflix series rather than taking it to those places why don't we just bring all of that stuff turn towards the person of Jesus and lay it at his feet and say, Lord, I, I'm really struggling and I feel really fragile. Would you come and minister to me um, where my soul is craving an encounter with you? So we're going to do those two things, confession of sin and turning towards Jesus. It's going to give you a minute or so as you just look at the stuff below the line. Bring it into a conversation with God who wants to meet you in those moments where we've been formed. So you've got a minute, go for it. Holy Spirit, would you come and be with us as we just turn towards you in every aspect of our lives as we review 2020.
Amazing. Final thing then is we're going to reset. So we've remembered the year, we've rejoiced, we've repented, and now we reset as we get ready for 21. And maybe these are helpful words from Isaiah 43. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing, now it springs up. Do not perceive it, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now the context for that verse is, is Isaiah's been looking back on the Exodus narrative, which is pretty spectacular, right? The parting of the Red Sea and a moment of liberation and freedom. It's like a spectacular moment on, in, in the story. And Isaiah says, yeah, but don't just dwell on that. Yeah, we look back because it builds faith, but I'm at work right now. I'm the same God, you know, yesterday, today and forever. And I want to bring liberty and freedom now. Like I'm making a new path in the the wilderness where where streams of living water are beginning to flow I'm doing a new thing right now so why don't we land by just welcoming the spirit of God and saying Lord I present 21 before you the year ahead before you I don't want to be in charge I don't want to be in control the one pulling the levers steering the wheel I surrender and basically say do whatever you want to do in my life in the next year I trust you I declare that you are king and I believe your plans are good they are plans to prosper us not to harm us plans to give us a hope and a future so I'm going to surrender to you and ask that you would use 21 to form me into your likeness but to use me as a vehicle in extending your kingdom here in London and beyond to the ends of the earth so why don't we invite in this final moment of just prayer and you might want to pray out in English in any other language in tongues as we surrender and say God use 21 for your glory would you do a new thing in my life and through my life for your glory let's go for it one minute Amazing. Final thing then, just together as a whole church family is KXC, let me close it in prayer. As we begin to journey through the threshold of saying goodbye to 2020 and saying a welcome to 21 and all that God has in store for us as a church. So Lord, I thank you that you have been faithful in this last year. To us as a church community, you have been with us, you've provided for our needs, and we've seen your hand at work as we've seen people come to faith and come back to faith and come alive in their faith. And we've seen you use our church community to serve the vulnerable in King's Cross and beyond. There is so much to be thankful for. And Lord, as we look forward, we ask that you'd fan into flame the gift of faith, that we would trust you and believe for great things ahead as we grab hold of your hand and journey into this new year. You know our desires, we long to see an outpouring of your spirit in the months and years to 
come. So we say, come Lord Jesus, come Holy Spirit, pour your power upon us. Lord, would you descend by fire, bring your church to life so that we might see an awakening in our communities, in this city and in the world around us. Lord, we're believing for great things for 2021, knowing that we pray to the one who can do immeasurably more than all we could ever ask for or imagine according to your power at work within us. And Lord, that's our deep prayer, that your power would be at work within us. We pray all this in your name. Amen.